Alright, hey, what's going on, my high-performing dads? I am excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I have been spending the last hour trying to figure out this setup. And if you were looking at what I'm looking at with all the cables and computers and ridiculousness that is is in front of me, I think you would laugh too. It's fantastic. I, I've been trying to, to think about what would be the fastest way to improve the quality of what I'm delivering to you. And from my experience, most of us are going to be more affected by the audio of something than the video. And so I, I connected with one of my, my friends, my mentors. His name's Jason Stapleton, runs a great podcast. And he's like, well, if you're looking at audio, and he gave me all these these options, but uh, if you can, if you're watching the the video in our Facebook group, I have this little lapel mic here, so hopefully you're hearing what I'm saying. Uh, it took me a long time to figure it out. Uh, I I went through countless options, through settings, through figuring out which dongle went where and how to get it going. Because uh, I went with this this company, it's called Rode. It's the Rode Wireless Go To. And it's supposed to be one of the best to connect to because it connects to iPhones and computers and this and that. And apparently I didn't have the right cables or something. And so if you are interested in how this is set up, like the actual transmitters connected to my computer. So the audio is going to my computer. My iPhone is set up as the camera for this live stream. So my computer's back over here. My iPhone's in front of me. I found like a ring light that my mom wasn't using, and I nabbed that to increase some of the, the, the visual impact on this. So we are here, and we are doing it, and we are doing the best we can. Now, another thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm uh, Allergies in the fall, I've never experienced them before in my entire life, but man, my nose is more clogged than it has ever been. So if I sound runny or sniffly or whatever, please forgive me. I am so sorry. That's just what it is though right now. So, all right. Hey, we're jumping into this and we're getting going. And I wanted to talk today uh, uh, about this idea of what what's the alternative. That's kind of the, the overarching theme for for the top for, for today's talk is what's the alternative. And uh, what before I jump into that though, I've been thinking really hard about like what the, the purpose of this group is and why we're doing it and why it's better than the alternative or why, you know what, my voice is important in this fatherhood realm. And I got, I, I, this has been plaguing me. It's really been interesting to me to think about, like, how, how do I come about this? Because I think, or how do I play into this, more likely? Because, you know, I'm not the hardcore Navy SEAL. Like, I got, I'm fit, I'm relatively strong, I am, you know, active, I can keep up, but I'm not, like, the Navy SEAL guy, you know? Uh, and I'm a, I'm a great dad. I love my kids. I'm, I'm a good father, but I'm not like the most well-studied dad. Uh, and I was a very successful business owner, but I was no uh, billionaire, millionaire person. And so where I think I can come into this and where I, can, I think I can speak into your life as a father and as a man is, uh, is in this space of striving for greatness. 
Because in the in the byline of this podcast and this show is you know, high performing dads. Dads who are tired of faking it. And I'm thinking, you know, what's the what's the like and and what? And as I've been thinking about this, and it's for dads who are tired of faking it because, you know, we're tired of a mediocre life. We're tired of, uh, of not showing up in our fullness. We're tired of pretending. We're tired of all of that. Uh, we're tired of keeping up. We're tired of the, the hustle grind life. That's, that's not for us. We work hard. We work our butts off. We're going for it. We have high dreams and aspirations, but we don't buy buy into the you know hustle culture thing. So the second part of that for dads who are tired of faking it, and and this this and has gotten me, and want to become the leaders the world needs. That's that's really been like plaguing me. There's been a lot of bio, uh, secondary bylines to this, but that's been the one that I keep coming back to because I think as men, as leaders, as people who are driven, the world is desperate for us. The world needs us. This is not just a, a passing pursuit. The world desperately needs fathers and men who are Tired of faking it, tired of calling it in, tired of doing the, you know, per- putting on a good face but secretly wishing we could just go get drunk and watch Netflix. The world needs the, the dad who is striving to become the leader, striving to become better, striving to become more. And, you know, I talk about our five focuses. I think we can even narrow it down to, to three it's personal growth, relationships, and fatherhood, right? Those are kind of the three big areas because as, as we, we zoom out, like personal growth, if we think about that, encompasses spiritual curiosity. It encompasses meaningful work. It encompasses health and fitness. So I think we're going to simplify things from here moving forward as we, as we talk and get to know one another. So that's the idea. Now, we're going to talk about the main theme for today. What's the alternative? That's the focus. And how this came about, I was at a, I was at a fitness conference, a business conference. So well, as I was coming up through the gym world, I always had a fitness business mentor. And one of my favorites, his name was Alan Cosgrove, and his wife Rachel Cosgrove. They were the, they are and were a dynamic duo. I owe much of my business education to them, much of my success to them. And I would go down to Santa Clarita, down in, towards LA, uh, at least once a year if uh, for for their big summits, and then you would have besides the summits that they held one days and, and this and that. And they were great, learned a lot and got, a, got to get away from my business, got to be working on my business and stuff in my business. And uh, one of the things that they did often were round tables. And so what we would do is we'd sit around a table with other business owners, usually uh, at the same level or 
higher than us, and we talk over a problem, and then we go to the next person, talk over a problem, go to the next person. And if there's a specific problem that none of us have the answer to, then that would go to the, to the main discussion. They'd do something called a hot seat. And it came to the, the, the a staffing question. And this person had a staffing question, and I don't remember exactly how we got them into the hot seat if we either didn't have the answer or if they were not receptive to it, but they, they end up getting in the hot seat. And they're sitting there and they say, you know, I have employee problems because they're not doing what I asked them to do. And so Alan pushes, and he's this Scottish guy, so he pushes him, and he says, well, how much time do you spend on training? And they're in a state where you have to pay for training. Like, if you're going to require an employee come in, you have to pay them to be there, as, as is just, right? If you're going to, if I'm going to be somewhere, you know, I should be paid for it. And so the, the trainer guy, the business owner, says, well, I don't want to invest that time into them uh, and that money into them and just have them turn around and leave or worse, go open their own stop their own shop, their own gym just down the road from me, and now they have all my, my secrets. And Alan pauses, and he looks at them, and he says, yeah, okay, that, I, I get that, but what if they stay? And there's this long pause, and he says, what do you mean? He says, well, what if they stay? What if you don't put the time in, you don't put the effort in, you don't do anything to train this person, and they stay. What then? And, oh, my, my thing's going dark. I want to make sure that that stays on. Uh, <laughs> Got to fix that. And so they go into this, and he says, like, that's the worst thing that can, that can ever happen, is you have an employee who is untrained and stays with you for years and years and years doing the, the thing, things incorrectly. So, yeah, the cost of having them come in might be high. Yes, the cost of training might be high. Yes, uh, they may leave and they may start their own facility. But the alternative to that is them staying and them being the worst team member you've ever had. And I think this concept of flipping it, like what is the alternative, is incredibly powerful, especially when we think about fatherhood, especially when we think about leadership, uh, and relationships and development. And here's what I mean by that. Like your your kid's misbehaving, and you're like, Ugh, I've told him before. I'm just gonna let him go crazy, right? Because whatever. And then you ask yourself, well, what's the alternative? What's the what's the consequences of that? Well, your child learns that they, if they just wear you down long enough, you're going to fold. That's not great. And then you go that yet another step further and you think about, well, that creates this cycle of them just not showing up and not showing up and being little brats and you not liking them. And so what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is I step in as a father and I do what needs to be done. I help correct the behavior. Uh, or my, my favorite way to use this mindset of what's the alternative is when you think about your goal in life, when you think about any goal, relationship, 
time with your spouse, sexual, uh, business, anything. And you think, ugh, it's so much work. Or you think, my goodness, it's so far away. Or you think, I will start tomorrow. Ask yourself this, what's the alternative? Ugh, there's so much work. Well, what's the alternative to the work that you'd have to do in order to reach your dream? You're going to stay at the same job, doing the same bullshit work for bullshit pay, right? To quote uh, the, the, the trending song of the day. The alternative is that you get to the retirement home and you look back on your life and you harbor regret because you never made it. You never tried to do it. You turn around at the end of your life or at the end of the time that your kids are in school and you realize that you called it in, that you f were faking it the whole time because you weren't putting your full attention towards things. And so I find this alternative mindset especially helpful when you are in the thick of it, when things are going crummy, and when you don't want to do what you know that you need to do or what you think you should be doing. And so that's my, my, my focus for you right now is thinking about what are the alternatives, right? So if it's a bad situation, flip it and say, well, what's the alternative? How can I make this a good situation, right? So your kid's being a little turd and you need to show up for them. Okay, well, instead of yelling at them, what's the alternative to yelling at them? Well, there's the soft, gentle parenting. There's the conversational parenting. I can just stop. I can implement consequences. You can think through all of the alternatives. You don't have to act. And so this, what's the alternative question that we're asking ourselves, not only is it really impactful for us on the front end of things, right, when we're in, in things, it also forces us to slow down. And I think it, it was one of the Stoics that said, the more time that you can have between the input and the decision, the better. Now that's not universally true. Some, you know, you ha sometimes you have to move quickly in order to make the decision, but you need to take as long of, uh, as time as necessary in order to make a decision. And so, especially when it comes to parenting, like oftentimes my knee-jerk reaction with my daughter Eden, she's been a complete jerk. She's been off her game. She's, you know, there's a lot of new inputs in her life. She's in second grade. She's starting athletics. She's making new friends. She's dealing with an incredible amount of stuff and she's she's kind of being a jerk and my wife Anna she's not not doing well with that she's very much on the like let's go side of things and I've, I've been trying to pause and I'm not trying to throw on under the bus here but I've been trying to pause and remove myself from the situation and say okay what's the alternative to getting really angry like how can I come alongside and make this a fun experience for her, or not even fun, but an experience for her that isn't just punitive, that is, that we can actually switch, change the behavior. And so, uh, when you pause and you say, what's the alternative to things? It allows you to pull back. It allows you to get the, the a 10,000 foot view before you dive back in. And if you think about this with, with leadership, like, say you have a employee or say your boss is being a jerk. 
blasting someone on email or immediately giving them the write-up or immediately saying, rolling your eyes and saying, ugh, fine, whatever. There are alternatives. You don't have to take your, um, your first immediate knee-jerk reaction. You don't have to uh, uh, go down that rabbit hole right away. There's time. You can pause. And, and so I like this question a lot because it gives us space. And I think as dads and as leaders and as, as people who want to be impactful and people of consequence in this world, life happens very quickly. There are, there's always input, there's always something coming at you. And so at any point you can add a little bit more space to your life and think through things a little bit clearer, that's gonna be better for you, right? In the, in the situation of my, my friend who was having employee difficulties, flips the narrative, flip the, flip the script, and you know the next time that we met at one of these business things, he's like, man, my employees are doing great. We, ac we actually devote every Thursday afternoon uh, between 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock to continuing uh, education. And they love it so much, they say as long as you provide the materials and we can get continuing education units, we don't need to be paid. We're okay with this because this is so important to us. This is our careers. It's a rare thing. It's kind of cool for them to see like, oh, this is better, right? And I think that, that, that you might find some uh, unintended benefits and, un and additional benefits to this method as well. And so as you go through your, through your life, as you go through your day, or maybe the next five minutes, I want you to think to yourself, when the next time you, you go through conflict or you're facing a problem or you are unmotivated, what's the alternative? Right? What's the alternative to waking up at 5 in the morning and getting your butt to the gym? Well, the alternative is that I am fat and I am weak. Okay? I don't want that consequence. I want the consequence of being strong and able. So I'm going to choose the thing that is harder because it is inherently better because I have decided that it is better. I've made my decision that this is what I want for my life and out of my life. When you are engaging in an argument with your spouse and you are elevating your voice, pause and think, what's the alternative to me yelling? Okay, I, for me, this is, this is how I usually, uh, it comes about for me, I usually want to be right in the situation. I, I, I want her to see that my perspective on the argument is the correct perspective. Maybe it's something different for you, but that's that's how I go about it. And so uh, if I stop and I flip it and say, okay, what's the alternative to me being right? I don't need to be right. I, uh, who cares, right? Uh, it's her feeling connected. That's a little bit better. That's a little bit nicer of a thing is, is for her to feel connected with me. So if I drop my tone and say, I drop my need to be right. And I say, okay, the alternative to this is allowing space for her to express what she needs. Allowing space for, for relationship. 
maybe that's a little bit better than pummeling her into the ground because I need to be right. And so I hope you can see the benefit in this. I hope this is something that, that is actually useful to you because it is wildly useful in almost every situation for me. Not only does it, is it motivational, right? It also, it, it forces you to kind of see things through a different lens, forces you to see uh, problems differently. And my, okay, this is, this is the, almost the best example of it. And this is where I'm going to expose my nerdiness. One of my absolute favorite books of all time is a book called Ender's Game. And if you haven't read Ender's Game, I need you to go pick it up, like, today. I'm, I, actually, pause this video, go to Amazon, get it delivered, pick it up in your Kindle, whatever you need to do. Just buy the book. And if you don't like sci-fi, too bad. You need this book. It, it's one of the best books. It is fantastic uh, emotionally. It's one of the books, like, it, it, it tugs on your heartstrings. It is strategic. It is a, it's business. It is, it is a, it is such a tightly uh, bound story. It is so well done. Uh, I, I cannot recommend it enough. My, my copy of Ender's Game, I don't think I have it here in the office, is so well loved the front cover fell off. I've read it that many times. Long and short of it, though, is Earth was invaded by aliens and Earth has united and we are now sending a force to defeat the aliens. And we need a commander. And so all children of high aptitude are sent to this battle school. And the kid who has this great aptitude, the kid who uh, we follow through the story, his name is Ender. And when he first gets to, to battle school, he is accelerated through the courses so fast that he is the youngest kid in this live combat scenario they have in Zero Gravity. And his commander doesn't know how to utilize him, so he just says, go float in the corner. Just, I don't want to deal with you. And so he says, this is Ender, the character, says, I don't, this is useless. And so he starts thinking about things, like how can I flip this game on end? And how most folks have thought about this, this battle is you know, one, one group of students would enter through one side and the other group of students would enter through the other side and they would face off. And they would imagine this as like a, a, a standard field, right? And the way Ender thinks about it, he says the enemy's gate is down. So you're imagining that you're dropping down on top of them. And it's this incredible shift in perspective. He said, what is the alternative here? As opposed to just going and using brute force in a situation, what's the alternative? Maybe I drop down on them. And it changed the way the battle school was run from that point on. Is his, his whole team, all the, the students that he trained eventually became the best because they learned how to think derivatively. Uh, and that's kind of really the, the whole thing I'm trying to encourage you to do, is think three degrees to the left, three degrees to the right, and don't come at it like everyone else is coming at it. The most boring content online is, is just the same content repeated over and over and over and over and over and over again. Right? You have, you know, the ice bath trend that's happening right now. 
That's boring. I don't need to see a uh, scantily clad fit woman getting into an ice bath any longer. I, that, that's not necessary for my success as a human. I don't need to see the same content done over and over. I need to, to see innovative thinking. I need to see imaginative thinking. I need to see uh, someone who has actually put time and effort into their thought process. And so it is with you, with your life. Your family, your friends, your community doesn't need the same stuff thrown at them every single day. The same kinds of things thrown at them every single day. They need you to show up and they need you to be someone who can help lead them down a new path. And this kind of 3% different, right? What's the alternative perspective? I, I firmly believe this is how you win in life. Uh, because when you start thinking in this way, you start finding solutions that no one else has thought of, or maybe if they've thought of it, they're too lazy to implement it. So, I don't know. Maybe I've, I've over-talked over this. Maybe I've gone so deep down this rabbit hole that I've lost you. So if you could, if you took the time to spend, what, 25 minutes with me, almost half an hour, listening to me talk about this idea of, of what is the alternative. Pop into the Facebook group and just leave me a comment. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think I'm full of shit? Do you think that there may be some merit to this? Or maybe you've utilized this in the past. I know... Well, actually, we're not even going to go there. We're not going to talk about that. We don't have time for it today. <coughs> Excuse me. That's it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were able to get something out of this. Uh, if you did, please invite your friends. If you're listening on the podcast, like, subscribe, give it a, a good rating, or give it a crappy rating. I, those are almost just as important. Give me give me some feedback, because the worst thing I can do is put this out into the word world and hear crickets, right? So the greatest gift that you can give to me is support me through your comments, support me through your ratings, and share the work, okay? Love you guys. Talk soon. Bye.